Welcome everyone to the Eva Health Podcast, season two. My name's Erin, I'll be your host this season where we explore health information technology topics and our solution, Eva. So without any further ado, let's get this episode started. On today's episode, we're gonna talk about adding a new medical provider to your independent cash practice or independent medical practice. This is a big topic because we explore when to add a new medical provider, how to train, um, what it means, right? It's, It's a lot to think about adding a new provider financially if you are the owner physician of an independent clinic, but also the time it's going to take to train them Um, And if you're going to create a contract, are they going to integrate into your clinical workflow? Is it going to be a seamless transition for your patients? Do they give the same kind of care as you do? Um, It's really quite a lot to sort of explore. So let's jump right in. Good morning, Dr. J. Hey, good morning. How are you, Erin? I'm doing good. Thank you. Good. Today, we're going to talk about... Uh, a topic that I think, you know, most independent medical providers who are owning their own practice and seeing patients at the same time, so wearing multiple hats, uh, one of the biggest questions is, when do you add a new medical provider? One, do you? Um, And then how do you plan for the time to train them? How do we train a new provider we're bringing in to our clinic with this type type of care we're giving? Um, and the style of business you're operating. So I kind of wanted to hear your experience with um, when you make that decision, one, and then how do you move forward with the training process and really kind of uh, integrating them into your practice model? Yeah, well, so historically, I, I, was, uh, I was hired by the medical school right out of my internship to train residents, um, and I loved it. So I really enjoyed it. Um, and then I went and did more training and then I went back and I taught at the, uh, the big medical school in, um, in Fort Worth at the University of North Texas Health Science Center and really loved that. Um, it was a little bureaucratic, it was a little heavy. We don't have to deal with that with Eva because with Eva, we're mostly dealing with independent practices with a small number of providers. And in our practice, we bring in um, a new provider when we're getting too busy to handle the load and it's common. It's a common occurrence every, you know, three, four or five years. And um, we've had really great success because the EVA plan, the way that it works, it's so logical. EVA is structured in a way that as a technology, it actually follows the exact pattern of greeting someone where you tell me, Aaron, you say, oh, man, I wrecked the car. So first thing I want to know is what happened? Did you have a seizure? Did you get hit by somebody? What happened to the story? And that's what Eva does. Eva starts with the story. So the patient gets to connect with Eva and give their story. So it's so natural, though, in a lot of people's medical training, they don't get the story. All they get is the diagnosis. Mrs. Smith in room six has uh, ulcerative colitis. That's it. They don't hear her story. And her story is far more helpful, more uh, informative, more directive. It gives you so many angles that you can actually help the patient. And with Eva's help, 
this trainee or new doctor will generally have their mind blown because so much information is provided before they even make contact with the patient because the patient has done the EVA connection and has interviewed with EVA. And EVA is really, really good at saying, here's all the salient points, the highest probability issues you have with this patient, let's say ulcerative colitis. She has a history of chronic infection. That's one of her things. She's got autoimmune problems that you can deal with. You can actually get that better. Of course she has ulcerative colitis symptoms because she's got ulcerative colitis. She also is depressed and you have all this information right in front of you. So trainees typically don't have a ton of experience, um, especially the people that we're starting with working here. Um, so they'll have um, limited clinical experience. So they really, really need that support that Eva gives them in terms of a whole big broad spectrum of what are all the, all the issues what are, that the patient is dealing with in each of their body systems. And that's before they actually see the patient. So that makes that job super easy. It takes a, a provider, a new provider, about 10 years to, to get to the point where they take a good history. Eva eliminates that from the whole process. So Eva has the history done. And their next step then is to review the Eva chart and Eva's graphics and say, okay, this is what I'm going to deal with with this patient. And then they're introduced to the patient almost as in a more traditional, this is Erin. She's going to be your nurse practitioner or your doctor. And, you know, and I always introduce them. Um, and then uh, that flow, that structure makes so much sense uh, that I think it's very, very easy for us to get a, a new provider on board in a way that's it's so sensible and it makes so much sense in terms of the thought process of how do you get somebody from the presenting complaint, which is very limited, I have ulcerative colitis, to this is my whole story, and then the provider be able to interact with that patient without taking hours of time to familiarize themselves with that patient. And they're immediately up to speed where they're, they've got all the data right in front of them and they can start from that point. And then they can order labs and diagnostic imaging and whatever else they want to do um, on that basis with guidance from us. Um, so I think with Eva, the, the most important thing is for the, um, a new trainee to have the understanding that the structure of Eva as a technology exactly mimics the, the brain process, the actual cognitive process of coming to a very, very high quality, um, broad spectrum, like holistic package of treatment so that you can say, all right, this patient's going to need some support for their mood. They're going to need some support for their immune system. And we're going to need to treat the ulcerative colitis. Of course, we're going to treat the, the illness as well. Um, and it, because it tracks so closely with that and it's so sensible and logical, our trainees will be up to speed typically for independent practice within a month or two when they're fresh out of training, when they come right out of their uh, residency or, um, for NPs, it's a little longer, so it's just two or three months, um, but they're good. They're good to go. We're just bringing one on now who's unbelievably good, um, and she's really bright. She's a flight nurse, so she's incredibly skilled. She can do amazing stuff, but taking care of a patient globally, is it's a whole other story, and uh, in EVA, she has the ability to do that really, really well now, um, and this is her last week or two that she's going to be uh, under direct supervision and she's going to be cut loose to do her own thing. It's been three months. Um, so, uh, but it's, it's a great, in fact, we designed Eva from the beginning to be a training program before we got really serious about 
having a broad spectrum, full practice management technology, the whole EVA core was designed to teach doctors how to come to conclusions that are really solid, where there won't be a question about, well, did you know the whole story? Well, yeah, I have the entire story. I don't, I have the entire story. I have it uh, completely grokked by artificial intelligence so that I have the probability scoring on what is the highest likelihood of a system being out of whack and what do I need to do to balance them. That is a huge chunk and takes years off of missed opportunities, missed uh, opportunities for the patient to get well really quickly and instead to be managed as an illness instead of treated in a wellness perspective, which makes our practice so attractive. That's why people come to us is because patients who see us get well. They don't just get managed, they get better. And we're teaching doctors how to start from scratch with a patient with a structure that works so that they can follow a wellness path that's really well worn. So we've done you know hundreds of thousands of EVA interviews and it works. And, uh, and the providers that we're working with, pretty much they jump right into it and they have that part down quickly. So. Yeah, it's it's good. The technical part, I mean, you can speak to that better than I can because that's your bailiwick, you know, where you're you're the one who has the the technical training to um, you know, to do that stuff better. Um, what are you laughing about? <laughs> well, I mean, it is, but it's sort of like <laughs> you know, when I started combining my careers before I came to Eva, it's it started to happen, and I had no idea what path it was going to lead down. But what I found was really interesting when I started using Eva clinically, um, and then I started thinking about like the onboarding process of training my staff and bringing it into this new practice and all of that. Um, I I was blown away by my ability as I would. I'll like still consider myself a baby in the world of medicine because I, I don't think anybody's really solid in their practice until they have at least 10 years on their belt, right? Because individual people are so different. That's why we could yeah. never model them in engineering software. It would have been a huge market, right? To be able to, you know, model everybody the same and we we could never do it. And, you know, so you just made the best of you can't, but that you could with like nose sprays and stuff like that. But to understand so many complexities, right? To see so many different patients, so many different stories, um, and then to begin to see a, a bigger story within the many individuals, I think takes time and 10 years for sure, right? Yeah. So then for me as a nurse to begin using Eva Core, my first um, inclination, and now that I do most of the education for Eva was, oh, it's just a history. I, I definitely thought that um, mm -hmm. because I was trained to think that way. I was trained to go, okay, right. get the history, dot, 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 for the provider to kind of reflect upon. And then in my personal experience of interacting with people, I'm a storyteller. I enjoy stories. So it was never natural for me to do just the history, but I had no way of articulating or recording a story. So I couldn't ever bridge that gap as a nurse and then a tech person, like the story got lost. Every EMR I worked with, um, and then I found that everybody that I interacted with as a patient was sort of also getting lost. 
and simplified to a number, really, a diagnosis code. Um, and that I knew was impossible because in the engineering world, we couldn't do that, right? So how could we think we could apply that in the medical world? So when I first started working with Eva Core, and then I realized what a history really is, um, it allowed me to understand, truly understand the relationship between hormones, between gut health, between emotion, between maybe abuse as a child or um, a broken you know, leg and its relationship to weight later, like all of those interplaying together so that when you're sitting in their room with that patient, you have a relationship but also you're doing such a better job of helping them find the well-worn path, right? I love that visual, by the way, when you said that, I was like, that's magic. Because that mm -hmm. is what medicine is. It's a well-worn path, but it seems like a lot of other technologies try to remove that and, and turn it into codes. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think what, as you're saying that, it, it occurs to me, I don't know that people can even conceive of Structurally, EVA is so different because most EMRs are designed as a kind of a note-taking system for doctors, and it doesn't have any technical support for their decision-making process. There's none of that. Um, there's, a, there's a type of programming called deterministic programming, which is like, this is the diagnosis. It determines the answer. EVA is not that. EVA is a probabilistic software. So Eva comes up with probabilities and possibilities and offers the provider the opportunity to say, all right, given all of the information and it's lots, it's, you know, thousands and thousands of calculations yeah. that are going on. And it provides the doctor with that probabilistic uh, support. And it is the way that a really good trained experienced clinician works, but that's all going on in their head. They're not yes. getting any technological support. And all the other systems, the way they work is they say, given this diagnosis code, 6204603.7, what treatment are you going to give the patient? Do this. Oh right, my yeah. gosh. No. That doesn't make any sense at all because the patient, if you and I had, we both had uh, pharyngitis, we both had a sore throat, um, you might be somebody who has chronic EBB mm -hmm. and I just have a sore throat. I just got a, you know, a bad cold completely different treatments, but right. the diagnosis code is the same. It's pharyngitis. So we go down the same path. It makes no sense. No. So what Eva does is it provides the full context of the person's story. And in that you have such a different approach to the patient. You have instantly, you create a relationship that is meaningful for the patient because you know their whole story. And typically you waste very little time on the basics. That's all done for you by Eva. So you can actually get to the heart of the matter, comma, the heart of the patient and right. actually create a relationship with them. That is, I think of all the things that we train doctors to do or providers to do in our practice, it's to, uh, Danielle, who's our nurse practitioner yesterday, she's yesterday, patient asked her, how's it going? She said, I'm living the dream. And, yeah. Uh, and I was in the room because I'm working with her and training her. And I said, yeah. And she said, no, really, no, really, this is no, what yeah. you dream about yeah. as, uh, as a nurse. And then as a nurse practitioner is that you get to be really meaningful in the yeah. patient's involvement with their care. And I think of all the things that we train providers to do, it's to stop worrying about the diagnosis code and the, you know, how much are you going to get paid for this? And how's that going to work? Because the commodity that we're offering 
is a deeply involved, caring relationship that that's what everybody's asking for right now. They're saying, where's my family doctor? Where's this relationship that meant something to them? And I could hold on to that and it would be valuable to me. And that's why people come to us and they're happy to pay cash for their service, their service they're getting because they're getting value for it. It's a very, very rare commodity to find somebody who will know their story, engage with them, give them appropriate care and get them well. That just doesn't really happen right now in medicine. People are casting about with urgent care and dock in the box and whatever, and they're basically getting a diagnostic management protocol. They're not getting cared for. And training our people to say, okay, put aside that knowledge you have about once you come to a diagnosis, yes, of course, you're going to do that. But before you come to a diagnosis, where is this patient having problems that you can address to change the course of their life? Because you have time. You don't have, you don't spend the seven to 15 minutes that you have asking basic questions because they're all done. You can spend the time that you have, which expands dramatically because you don't have any record keeping headaches. Um, It expands dramatically to train them to engage with the patient. And when you do that, you have such a different opportunity in terms of the care that you give them. And in, in our environment, because we have patients who are looking for wellness, we have additional services and products and all the other things that we can do in that context to improve the profitability of the practice, which we also need to train our clinicians. It's like, you don't have to rush. You don't right. have to be in a hurry. You don't have to, it's not much rushing them through. You don't have to do that because each encounter is rich in terms of the relationship and in terms of the, the commodity we're offering is very valuable. And then the patient themselves recognizes the value and is willing to pay appropriately for what they're getting which is something that they can't get really readily anywhere else. Um, and we have to teach that and we have to teach that just relax and slow down and engage and the, all the money will take care of itself. You have to slow down, value yourself as much as you should, because you're bringing so much value to this environment. Um, and then train them to do that. And then the rest of Eva sort of takes care of itself because you have all of the, yeah. Um, interaction work is already done. We've already pre-programmed all things into Eva so that it, if a patient's coming in for an acute illness, that visit is basically written up and the invoices are all finished and you just need to walk the trainee through those processes. And that's fairly easy. That takes, you know, I'm thinking the technical part is the easy part. That takes a few weeks to get that done, but to get the heart of the matter to the dream world that Danielle live in the dream that takes a little bit of work um and it's not negative work it's not oh what a burden for me to have to do that it's just it's for real it actually it actually does exist you can actually do the kind of care that you dreamed about that you know most people get out of medicine because of the burnout issue because they're not able to do what we do every day i think the other reality to you know i i want to bring up is most practices when they have to train a new staff member, whether they're a medical provider or not, it isn't seen as a joyous experience. It's generally (laughs) seen as a really frustrating, you know, everybody's like, Oh God, I got to train somebody now. And it's not that they don't like the person, but it's like, I still have to get done all this stuff because they're still in that reactive fear mode or financial issues or, you know, all that other stuff when you step out of that environment and you move as a clinic into an environment where those stressors aren't 
as aggressive as they used to be, right? And eventually you let go of them. Training somebody becomes enjoyable and really beautiful uh, to see a medical, like an individual in the medical world kind of come back to that root, right? That drive, like we talked about in our second podcast, you know, why did you want to go to medicine? I, I don't know very many nurses or providers who are like, I'm, I'm doing medicine and dealing with these people all day long because I just want to be really stressed out about money and making money, you know? <laughs> I don't think I a business headache. <laughs> That's what I want to do. You know, I think they were like, I want to help people. And so to come back to that home, to that well-worn path of, ooh, I get to dive into this problem-solving pattern world of this individual story and supporting them um, and giving them a voice to be, like allowing them to tell their story. That's priceless one and it's really exciting to see you know training new individuals um be joyous again um i will say for me so now we've we've talked about what it means to bring on a new provider for you what it means to bring on a new provider in eva that's a little bit of a different journey right so if you bring on a new provider and you've already got an established eva and you've been working with it sort of like yes this is magical and wonderful when I bring on a new provider with Eva through the onboarding process and the training process, it's similar in that it's like, whoa, this is kind of like, this is different. And I'm like, yes, this is different. And then I get, you know, a little bit later, well, this is really different. And I'm like, yep, this is different. And then I get a couple of days later, wow, I had no idea, right? So it's like this breaking down of or removal of layers of gunk and frustration and irritation to then basically have me say to them what how do you want to treat patients what do you what do you want to do and they're like oh well i want to do this okay when you do that what does your physical exam look like well, it looks like this okay cool when you do that, what are some of the treatment options that you like to provide or that you're exploring or you're interested in? Maybe they have one, maybe they have multiple versions. And I go, okay, let's do that. Now, how much do you want to charge for that, right? How much do you need to charge for that? Oh, I've never thought about that before. Okay, how, what's your value? Oh, I'm not really sure. Somebody else has always been telling me my value, right? And, I, and so that's really the, the training barrier there. And once we get through that, and those are very simple questions, you know, I'm not sure they've ever been connected and asked all at the same time. Once that's done, it's there. It's there for you. It supports you. And then as you keep growing, you can add to it. And it's simple. Um, and the whole time, you are gathering more and more information about patient stories and it's given to you and Eva sort of like forces your growth because you're able to see more big pictures, right? You're able yeah. to yeah. take the time to do that. It just makes you a better provider. One of the best nurse practitioners I've worked with, um, I remember when I started working with her, I said, well, what's going on with this patient or this patient? And she would say, well, I know everybody's story in my head. And I was like, well, that's awesome. 
but what about your staff? Do they all know the stories? Well, if they've been here a long time, then they do. But most of the time, it's just me. And it would take me too long to actually write out their entire story. And it's really important to me as a provider what their occupation is. It helps me understand them more and all that. Um, and she's now a client of ours. And I thought, what an incredible, she's been a nurse practitioner for a while. What an incredible capability to remember so many people's stories. But also, what a big time suck, right? And like mind suck. What if there was yep. something to help support that? and make that even better because she's still going to remember those stories. That's her nature, right? Right. But she sees the story evolve and has that documentation already done for her. Oh my gosh. It's just going to take her practice to the next level, you know, and it has, it has absolutely. Well, yeah. So I, as you're, as you're doing that, right. It's, it's so good that we do these podcasts because it reminds me of the things we take for granted because you are going through this with this new provider, the question, what brings you life? What do you like to do? What gives you energy? What doesn't suck the life out of you? Oh, this is how I do it if I have my choice. And then you put that together and th that's called an interaction in EVA. And you create an interaction that actually tracks with the providers, what, what brings them a sense of I'm getting something accomplished that I really enjoy. I'm fulfilled by it. I feel good about it. Um, it's it's like a little like uh, life coaching moment that you're doing for them where you're saying, what brings you up to speed and makes you feel good? And as you do that, when a patient experiences you enjoying your work, they do better. When a doctor drags their burnt out rear end into a room and, uh, and grumbly and that's not healing that is not a healing environment they don't want to pay to have a grumbly unhappy person in their world and that same person who's burnt out and overwhelmed and everything else is also like you said with that other provider they're under so much brain drain all the time their brain is so full of so much data that doesn't need to be in their brain it can be in eva and even because of the graphics, it's just, it's sitting right in front of you. We do touch screens in every room and it's up on the touch, touch screen in front of you. You have everything right there. I don't have to memorize their daughter's when it's coming for her immunizations or whatever. I, it's, everything's in there. It's just yeah, either we have it up on the screen or you could one click and you have it. Um, so all of those things that um, just, they just suck the life out of you. One of our, um, our approaches to um, helping doctors to see is that what's the cause of your burnout? Because there's so many doctors who claim burnout when really it is, they're just doing stuff they don't like. So much of their day is consumed with trying to keep a diagnostic code straight and they don't have the data on the patient and they're waiting to get records from somebody and 17 clicks away and they can't find it in the system. And Eva has none of those problems because it was designed within a practice to streamline the, the the daily work in a really really high quality preventive wellness practice and because of my uh I, I just hate to have to deal with clutter or drags on my workflow i like to work quickly and efficiently and we've been doing this for 20 years so it is like you said well worn i mean it is smooth and all of the things that would deter my rapid movement from one to the next uh, necessary activities going from a visit to prescriptions, e-scribing and getting it done 
all of that is smoothed out. And it, because it's so logical and sensible, training people is so much easier because it makes sense. It's not, well, you have to, it's on other systems. It doesn't make any sense. It's not intuitive, but three screens away, you'll find their family history or whatever. Um, it's not like that. Instead, it's because we designed it for speed of use so we can spend, and this is how I choose to use my extra time. I can connect with the patient. And because I do spend time with the patient and I engage with them at a very deep level, my day is being constantly fulfilled by patients being thankful that I'm involved with their care. And often because we help people get so much better, it's a bit of a heroic position where you're my hero, you help me get better. That's a pretty good day. Um, because we're busy at the end of the day, I'm still tired, but I'm not burned out. I'm, I'm pretty fulfilled. And people that we train, they get to experience that same, that same condition at the end of their day instead of saying, God, all I did all day was push buttons and fill in forms. It's like, well, you don't really do that. Eva does all that for us. And Eva was designed people think of technology like an EMR. It's an obstacle. It's, it's like running an obstacle course to try to get to the end of the day where Eva is like a relay race runner with you. And she just passes the baton to you. So you're halfway down the course before you start. It's a completely different uh, environment. And because of that, like you said, it takes a few days for uh, providers to, oh my goodness, this actually helps me. This is not something I have to learn so I can get through it. This is actually something that I learn so that I can be supported. And my decision-making can be much higher quality. The quality of care can be dramatically improved. Um, my days can be spent doing things that I actually like or want to do and not endlessly clicking and doing things that are just obnoxious, frankly. And, you know, we've eliminated them because I can't stand it. And we built it in the practice over the last 20 years. So all the obnoxious is ironed out. We don't have a lot of that. So the obstacles have been flattened out and now it's a relay race instead of an obstacle course. So you're also training like all of your staff at the same time. So, you know, I, I like to sort of bring up the point that, you know, we talk about, you know, our clinical individuals, our providers, our nurses, our MAs and all that. And we talk about how Eva's gathering the story and all that information, but there's so much other functionality that's happening that's been um, mindfully developed over years based off of what's working in clinic and not um, uh, to create that like really holistic, well-worn in the roots of medicine environment for a, a private practice, right? You're also, it's very easy to train your front staff. I mean, I brought in a front staff individual who had never been in the medical world and trained her on this system as we just brought it up in less than a week. And now she runs the system for the practice. So it's sort of like that it helps an individual who has no background in this world come in, understand scheduling, billing, inventory, uh, also see a patient's story so that when they come in, they understand and know where that patient's at versus who's Joe Schmo? What's his story again? Okay, yeah, these are the people coming in. Let's make sure, you know, it's almost like, and I love that you guys do report every morning. Like I'm a huge fan of report. Um, but 
for those clinics who who don't do that, Eva kind of is giving report to a lot of individuals too and keeping everybody mm -hmm. on the same page. So like the dashboard gives you this beautiful visual of all of your patients, where they're at in the clinical workflow. It keeps your front desk staff on the same page as your clinical staff, as your business staff, right? Um, and even if you just have two people, you're training everybody on the same clinical workflow so that really what happens is someone who works up and is greeting individuals knows you know, Joe's story, what he's getting treated for, why, how much he, you know, if he does payment plans, if he's on a membership, like what works best for his and his family. And it's all happening simultaneously. Um, so to be able to train individuals on that, because it's, it's there, it's so efficiently designed and organized, it, it makes them be able to do their job much quicker um, and way more efficiently. <laughs> Into no, the well, they like jump forward so many years that they will then start to say to us, you know what functionality would be cool? It would be this. And we're like, yes, yep, you're right. You know, when we're working towards that, you know, most, we don't get a lot of them because we're pretty darn future forward, but it brings someone who's never been in the medical world so quickly up to speed with so little training that they're asking things that someone who's been doing it for 10 years would just start asking, right? I think that's pretty yeah. Awesome. Well, so that's like the, the part of our research and development, fortunately for us, because we have we have a pretty good head start with the 20 years. The providers, if they see something that would be beneficial for the system, we can usually integrate it within days because we we're also really good at integrating things. And you were saying that the whole staff is aware. So when somebody walks in the front door, because of the display that's up for the patient, the, the front desk staff, they do know the patient's story. They know why they're coming in. They know the supplements that they're taking. They know their medical history. They've got everything right in front of them. So we practice integrative medicine and functional medicine as part of the wellness uh, approach. And the thing with the practice is the patient experiences integrity. The whole thing works together. It's one seamless, consistent package where everybody in the practice knows what's going on because everything's visible and things are not sequestered or siloed behind different databases or different um, systems. It's all one system that runs the entire practice and it does everything from, hi, how are you? How can we help to, and thank you for paying today. That was great. Everything in between, it does all of it. You don't have to jump out of the system to go anywhere to find something else, to fax a referral, to message somebody, to do a task, to message a patient from their lab, to get the lab imported from um, our vendors, whatever. All of that stuff happens inside of EVA and EVA takes care of all of it. And EVA also has that AI, the core logic that does the probability score that tells us what are the likelihood that the patient has these problems. And when that patient comes in, who's got some really bad depression and emotional stuff, our staff knows it, they know it when they're coming in and they're going to treat them accordingly, uh, which sometimes just means being a little bit more gentle, a little bit more mercy when they're a little crabby, you know, yeah, whatever it yeah. takes. Yeah. But I think that part of what, what we're really trying to create is a really very, very different environment. So patients feel when they come into the, the office, it's the EVA environment, they're cared for. It's not 
it's not hard for them to feel that they, they're important, they matter, we know their story, we're going to take care of them. And that goes a long way in terms of de-stressing and re reducing, they call it allostatic load, the, the stress load on the person. When they know they've got somewhere they can go, where they're going to be cared for globally, properly, and really kindly, really well, it works. It makes for much better outcomes. And all our patients don't get better, but a lot of our patients who couldn't get better anywhere else do. And our practice is very successful because of that. Our best marketing is because we handle things really, really well. And Eva, as we train our providers how to use Eva, Eva makes that so much easier because it all makes sense. It all fits together. We never go down that path of, uh, so the insurance says you can do this. We don't do that. We do what the patient needs and we allow the outcome of that patient's care to provide us with the income that we need without concern for how their insurance works, where their insurance works, what program they have, that is all given to them and they can do it. And our staff knows based on the interaction, it prints a complete invoice that can go to the insurance company. And we don't engage with the patient on the basis of their insurance. We do engage with the patient based on their need. And that makes a gigantic difference. And Eve is built around that. And it's, it makes so much sense And because medical people they, they're there to care for patients. They're not there to process insurance. So that cognitive dissonance and that dysphoric, I'm going to lose my mind, goes away. Mm. Um, you just have to have the guts to say, you know what? I'm, I'm a good enough person that as I apply myself to take care of patients, they're going to value it and pay me and it's going to work out. Um, yeah. That's an obstacle. I think if, with providers, that's of all the things that I have to train providers to do, it's the hardest thing of all is to get them to to buck up and say, you know, have the courage to, to do this and don't let the fear mongers drive you insane and burn you out. Just, you know, recognize that if you do good work, you'll do well. And um, I learned that very early in my training. I didn't understand it as well as I do now, but it, it does yeah. work. If you do a good job, you know, you're, you'll make a good living. And you don't have to worry about the, the details. Of I that. think it's also, I think we're really getting to the point too, which is why, you know, cash-based practice and all that is searched so often. Now we're getting to the point where actually being able to have access to excellent healthcare is, it can be actually taken away from you if you are highly dependent on insurance model and you actually are spending quite a bit more money than you would if, you know, you weren't. And again, we know we'll reiterate insurance is good for what it's good for. But when you're talking about primary, holistic, you know, integrative, taking care of yourself, we're not talking about emergency surgery, any of those things. We're talking about all the preventative stuff so you don't eventually get there. That, that industry is not meant to support that and they're not trying to, right? So now training a provider to come in and go, Okay, focus on the patient. Look at the patient's story. Go back to your roots. Now dig deeper there. Um, and then once they get into that space, it's sort of like this freedom and they just become yeah. like yeah. incredible it gives, provider. It gives them wings. And I, really I think what you're saying too is that that the the other path, the the path of the insurance industry and, and all the regulatory environment, we take care of all those things. 
it's all included in EVA. We, all of the, the CPT codes and ICD-10 is in there, all of the consents and all the forms and everything are there, but EVA handles it. Yep. Because it's of the way that the thorough. interaction process works, it's a very thorough, complete process. So all that gets handed off to technology to handle. And the doctor provider is not involved with doing the minutiae of that. And because of that, right. they're freed up to do what they were trained to do. You don't get trained to process insurance, nor do you get trained to handle regulatory hassles in your, maybe, you know, <laughs> as a side effect you do, but you don't get trained to do those things. And that's why it becomes so difficult. You're trying to do that as a, you know, 50% of your job is that in most practices with EVA, you eliminate all of that, that goes away. Um, and maybe you have a tiny, tiny fraction of that, but it certainly is not how EVA was designed, designed specifically to take care of the patient. So it makes perfect sense. So trainees can come in and then they just got to get to that point. Well, this all makes sense. This is nothing like I've ever dealt with before. Every other EMR is built based on the high tech act in the past to be primarily to deal with the insurance companies being able to audit your practice. That's what it's yeah. for. Even and, nursing on the floor and charting. And, and then, I mean, the biggest part of that world was I have to allocate, allocate more than half of my time with this patient, no matter if I'm on the floor, in the OR, ER, whatever, to document. To document so that for payment, not so that it's benefiting, benefiting this patient, not so that yeah. it's capturing the story. So, so what happens is there's lots of shortcuts that are taking in order for them to save their license too, right? Not put themselves in danger and all of that. So training someone to, I mean, nursing school and medical school and all that's fine. Then you go into residency and you go into practice as a nurse and you, you end up learning, getting trained on a lot of that. You kind of step away from the actual care and it's okay now actually learn what you have to do when you're here which is more than half of your time is going to be this and you have to be able to do all that other stuff that you just learned how to do safely while now taking half of your time away for this so yeah so and then to, to just to consider what that means though practically yeah. is that the, the clinician is instead of sitting there reviewing what are the different types of thyroid hormone that i can use in this patient with a challenged autoimmune thing Instead, they're reading what coding uh, subchapter do I have to do to make sure I get paid for this procedure that I've done for years, they change the coding on. So instead of studying patient care and improving the quality of the care that they provide, they have to study that because that is what they're responsible for. They've taken on the, that burden of managing the insurance, which is a specific industry that's designed to profit the insurance company. That's what it's for. And it's good. Insurance companies should make money but people shouldn't depend on them to care for them. That's the doctor's job or the right. provider's job. So the provider, instead of doing insurance on um, whatever research that you have to do on it every day, instead you get to study patient care. You get to study breakthroughs in functional medicine. You get to study, you have the energy for the things that actually improve your patient outcomes. And you become a much better clinician over time mm -hmm. instead of somebody who knows you know, the latest ICD-10 code for water ski through the window hitting you in the head you know i don't know <laughs> there's actually codes like that and people have to map yeah you have to learn those things if you're going to be in that world so i'm, I'm yeah. glad we can train our doctors different i and, um, i agree and train your your entire staff you have a tool that makes training much easier much more streamlined um and then you also have a tool that 
allows them to grow in a way because you know that's part of our onboarding the last part and i'll end with this people are always like what's this last part why do you add you know growth and maintenance as your last stage of onboarding we're not really doing anything and i say that's right i think about that as the graduation because when you get there whether i'm training you as a new nurse or i'm training you or working with you to use eva for the first time as a practice when you start thinking about how you're going to grow and then how and the things that you need to maintain and you're not only asking me questions about that you're saying this is how i want to grow right you're taking that authority um, and this is how i want to maintain my practice it means you're no longer in that learning phase you're in you're you're a user right you're a provider you're a nurse and all of that um, and i think that getting to that stage with this tool is it's so much faster for so many reasons but really it's because that was your intention was to have a system that allowed you to be free and grow so that you could take care of patients efficiently but also in this mindful and connected way that takes us back to our roots you know um so training is a totally different thing uh, that's what i think it's been for me writing the training material for this particular you know tool is it's different it's not i can't use the same stuff i used to i have to think about it in a different way because it is totally different <laughs> well you said you were going to close with that but i want to do a shameless plug for you personally um, Aaron is a super creative, incredibly energetic, um, really brilliant woman who she does our training for um, all of our uh, practices that are newly onboarded. And um, if you get to work with her, it's uh, it's a gas. It's a lot of fun. And uh, training is not a headache. Uh, it's work, but it's not a headache. And Aaron makes it really fun. And um, I love doing podcasts with you. And I'm glad you're doing our training with us. And I will talk to you next time. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Dr. J. Okie doke. Talk to you later. Thanks for joining us today on our episode about adding a new medical provider to your independent practice and really how technology can play a helpful role in that transition. If you want to learn more about us and our smart medical software, Eva, check us out at evahealth.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.